y'all. Welcome to Southern Bells. Hey, y'all. It's Brittany and Beth. So, we're glad that you could join in with us today to listen. Again, if you're interested, you can follow us on Facebook at Southern Bells Faith, Food, and Fitness. And we hope that you enjoy today's episode. Okay, I'm going to say this is take three. Hey, y'all. It's Beth. I just recorded the whole podcast and did never, I never hit record. So like 30 minutes, I talked for nothing. I guess it was good practice. And then I just tried again for a second time. Didn't get that far into it and noticed it wasn't recording. So I don't know if there's something going on with the app or if I actually did forget to hit record or what's going on. Um, anyway, it's Beth here. Did you guys know that we're just a week away from Christmas as of today? Like, I hope you have all of your shopping in order. Um, All of your, my, let me try for take four. Okay, I think the devil is after me today because I just had to stop. Um, There was a person, a delivery person outside and my dog was outside. It looked like she was terrified. Um, so this is now my fourth attempt. So we're going to finish this anyway. I hope that you, as I was saying, I hope that you have all of your shopping done. I actually did some online shopping today. Brittany is, is, um, I'm pre-recording this. So Brittany is out shopping with her family today and doing some last minute shopping. So you have me just solo today. And what we're going to talk about comes from James chapter 3 verses 1 through 12 using your words this is a very powerful message today and I know that the enemy is trying to silence my words by all the trouble that I've had just to record this so um, this is I know that this is meant for someone to hear so oh we're still in the Candace Cameron Bure series we're on day 20. I think there's 23 days, so we're almost complete with this. I know we kind of get sidetracked, and we have an ADD podcast, um, which is hilarious, I think, that we don't finish one thing, and we jump to another, and then we come back to it, but that's okay. That's okay. Um, not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. We all stumble in many ways. Anyone is never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. When we put bits into mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants it to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boast. Consider that forest. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among us, the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and it is set set on fire by hell. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea, sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. It's a restless evil full of deadly poison. With the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? 
my brothers and sisters can a fig tree bear olives or grapevine bear figs. Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. This is very powerful. <laughs> um, just because I think that the way we choose our words are so important and how it makes another individual feel. So I obviously have read this insert probably four times now because I did it when a year or so ago when Brittany and I first went through the um, devotional and then uh, I read it before I got on the podcast just to make sure just to re refresh my memory on it and then <clears throat> just read it again so um, these questions that we have really stand true to me the same way today and we find that that happens every week as we look back is are we still kind of there have we evolved from that and I'm, I'm still kind of agreeing with this one because this one never really changes for me when has other words hurt you when has other words helped you so the hurt is the easiest to explain I think because words hurt us a lot of the time so one of the main things or comments that I hear people talk about and I even see people talk about it and shaming other people on social media and it needs to be made normal uh, for everyone and that is when someone refers to people that live in manufactured homes or trailers or double wides as being different or lower income I cannot stand this this sends something up my spine that just it, it just bothers me because that is not the case or uneducated that's another they must be uneducated because that's not the case people you never know why someone chooses to live where they live at i mean i live in a double wide i know Brittany um, and nathan have lived in a little single wide before they built their house it was very affordable to them especially while she was in school and um you know they're very affordable um quick means of finding shelter one they're very affordable if you need something quickly you can get your hands on them quickly obviously if you have land to put them on they're very uh, they're not as expensive you're not going to be in debt as long no they don't hold their value as good as a stick built home but i think they're coming into their own these days i think a lot of people are trying to make it more normal uh, to live in mobile homes because they are so cheap and they don't want a lot of people is not wanting to live in debt for the rest of their life or or you know um, just be responsible for that debt so it's not because we are low income or because we have no education or because of any other reason that you could think to look down on someone that lives in a mobile home because that is not true that is not true so for some people um you just don't want to be in debt forever i mean that's a big factor to me i don't want to be a slave to my home i don't want to be a slave to our bills i want to be able to enjoy life and have fun and for us we we bought some land um and the coming out of a marriage my credit wasn't great and going into another marriage and, and then my husband's credit wasn't great either but it we i had a plan and the plan was to 
um, live, we lived in a tiny, a smaller single wide mobile home that belonged to my parents. And then uh, we rebuilt our credit and we bought some land one year. The next year we paid cash to have the land cleaned off. Then we actually bought a repossessed mobile home because it was cheaper and we have four bedroom, 2,600 square feet, two, three bathrooms. Um, <clears throat> but by that time, we didn't want to keep waiting to build a house. We needed to get out of the house that we were in. And um, so we decided to go this route. And it's worked perfect for us. We actually have more than enough room than we need right now because the kids are moving out. And I'm actually thinking about what can we do to downsize? Can I mean, should we sell this? I want to keep the land. I love the location of our property, but we can sell this and build if we wanted to. You can sell these. They're movable. I think they're great investments. In fact, my daughter and son-in-law, soon-to-be son-in-law, purchased an old one for like $6,000, I think, is what we paid for a few years ago. We're still remodeling it because they're they're not going into debt. They're paying for it as they go. And um, so it's not completely ready yet, but it'll be paid for. They won't have any debt and they can they can save more to build a house or purchase their own land or whatever they want to do with it. Once they save up the money because they have no debt going into marriage except for their vehicles, but well, my daughters will be paid off soon. So that one right there, that one bothers me. Do not judge people who live in mobile homes. They are no less of a Christian or a child of God than you are. They are no different from you. So don't do that anymore. Um, another thing that bothers me is when family members introduce me as the skinny one. I cringe every time that happens. I have a family, a family member that does that all the time. I've never told this person that, but it bothers me. I mean, I'm not going to go and introduce people in my family as a bigger one. You know, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. That would be absolutely horrible thing to say about someone, just someone new. But I just think that... If we thought about our words before we said them and how it affects others, then we probably wouldn't choose the phrases that we use today. Um, I would rather be introduced as the healthier one because I am not trying to be skinny. I'm trying to be healthy. I want to um, let the let people know that I'm not doing what I do to be skinny. It's to have a healthy body and to live longer. I don't, I mean, I could care less if I, if my numbers at the doctor would reflect better at me in a larger way, I would do that, but they don't. I need to be healthy. I want to live. I want to live longer. Um, so just be mindful of the things that you say, because you don't know if your colleague lives in a mobile home or not. You don't know if, I know you, not many people would probably mind being called the skinny one, but that's not what I want to identify with. I want to identify with being the healthy one, not the skinny one. Um, when others' have, words have helped you, <coughs> excuse me, any words of encouragement or coaching or guidance help me. 
Um, I know I mentioned last Sunday on the podcast that a coworker gave me some really good encouragement and I appreciate that more than anything in the world. Like, I mean, good encouragement or good guidance or good anything can just open your eyes in a totally new way. Brittany is the best at it. (laughs) She's the best encourager and coach and has the best guidance. So you guys reach out to her. If you've had a bad day, she could turn it around for you. How can one word be like a spark that starts a forest fire? I put that it's just a ripple effect. You never know how your words can affect someone. My youngest son, Francis, is 21. I learned years ago that he only picks up on certain things that I'm saying to him, and he will pull out the negative or what he thinks is the negative. So I learned how to use words with him. As being in management, you have to learn your employee styles as well, and you have to learn how to speak to that person to get the job accomplished. You have to know their strengths and their weaknesses and the way that they get encouraged. So words are very important every day in our daily lives, in our home lives, in our work lives. Words are the basis of our life. And if we're choosing the wrong words to say to people and you're not knowing their language, it can be very detrimental. I think back to the spark in the woods and it creates this great fire to a few years ago when um, Gatlinburg in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee was on fire. And, and I think, and I, you guys could hold me, could, could tell me I'm wrong, but these two children were um, in the woods and didn't mean to start the fire, but it burned a lot of the forestry. It um, took out homes, it took out businesses. They didn't mean for that to happen, but it happened. Just the same as our words. We don't mean them to sound bad, but you never know how that person is going to receive them. The verse contains several different examples from nature to describe the power of our words. Which one do you relate with most and why? I put, Water and salt flowing from the same spring, you're not going to get the same outcome. So if you're putting bad and good together, you're just manipulating people, basically. I'm never going to get pure fresh water from a spring that's mixed with salt. So don't put your negativity or negative words on top of a positive person. I can only think that if you're being a negative person around people, you're going to that negativity is going to be infectious. Stay away from it. It's also like mixing water and oil. They never, they're always separate. You want to come together, friends. Come together. Words can heal or words can hurt. Choose your words wisely. Always remember that. Think before you speak. I know your mama's told you that. Think before you speak. How can you use your words to bring hope, life, and encouragement to others? How can you honor God and others with your words? Again, I said, think about what you say before you say, before it leaves your mouth. Think, and I tell this, I even say this to my mom a lot. Think, is this what Jesus would say? Would Jesus say this? Or would Jesus do this? Don't judge in your mind because that judgment will pass through your lips. So if you're thinking it, you're going to say it. Don't do that. Just keep that stinking thinking out of the way, as Brittany would say. Candace left us a little note at the bottom. 
Words have power, power to build up and power to tear down. Sometimes I wish I could reel back in the words I just said. Slowing down is the key. Listen first and then speak. And I want to add, there's two types of listening, listening and hearing. Actually hear it too. Hear it as it would come out of your mouth. Hear it. If you're not hearing it, you're not actively listening. Um, <clears throat> friends, this has been <laughs> a podcast to, I mean, it's literally took me over an hour to do and it's just less than 20 minutes, but I think this needed to be said today. And I think that I'm the one that needs to teach the message on it. Um, if not, it wouldn't have been so difficult for me. So friends, I just want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want you to, wow, that person that um, caused me the skinny one was just messaging me. So I don't know what God's doing today, but I I need to find out. Um, Wow. So my puppers is in the road. Okay. So my dog is outside. Uh, I'm just going to stop recording. And again... Okay, I'm back. That was a warning from my cousin that my dog was apparently really close to the road, so I went and got her. Um, Anyway, I'm going to wrap this one up. This one has been an adventure today, my friends. Uh, Prayer requests, I pray that each of you have a Merry Christmas. Um, I pray that families are able to come together and enjoy each other and share in love and in Christ. pray for my husband's family because we have a funeral to go to an unexpected funeral uh his cousin passed away this week and she's very young it was an accident and um you know people are always saying you know especially when tragedies like this happen tell your family you love them so that's my challenge for you if you're a person that has a hard time telling your family you love them don't wait just do it I tell my family a little multiple times a day, but there are some, like I have my little 16 year old niece. We had her birthday party last night. She just turned 16. She never says those words. It is so hard for her to say those words. And I'm not sure why, but I do make sure that I still tell her, even though she doesn't reciprocate. Um, It's just a hard word for her to say. She's had a hard little life. She lives with my um, brother and her mom left her and her mom's just now coming back into her life. So she she has emotional problems with that. But And I can understand why it's so hard for her to say, I love you. But don't wait. You never know when this is going to be your last day on this planet. And don't wait to get saved. Don't wait. I pray my husband's cousin was saved. And she's now with Jesus and, and uh, rejoicing. And is going to have the best Christmas of her life. I pray for that. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, We always love to thank you for your gifts, God. We thank you for all the many gifts that you have given us and Brittany and our family and our children and our grandchildren and just for another day to breathe life into our lungs, Lord. We thank you for the bodies that you have given us and for the ability for us to be able to use them for good things and to work out and just keep us young and healthy, Lord. We just pray that we just pray that everyone has a wonderful Christmas season, Lord, that everyone's family is able to come together and share in the love and the body of Christ, Lord. We we pray for William's family that 
they can find some peace in what's happened and losing a family member. Lord, we pray for our children. They're so young to lose their mother, and we just pray that they're able to understand and lean on you, Lord. Pray for the rest of the family as a sister and a mother and a daughter was lost, a cousin was lost, Lord, a fiance. Lord, we just pray that you're with everyone and give them peace in their heart, knowing that she's going to spend Christmas in heaven with Jesus, Lord. Lord, we just pray that the family is able to lean on you, Lord, in this time of need. Lord, we just thank you and we praise you for all the blessings. We pray for everyone that is listening today, Lord, that they have the best holiday season and Christmas that they possibly can, Lord. Lord, we just love you. We cherish you. And thank you for being able for, thank you for letting us be able to share this podcast and your word and for Candace for giving these us these beautiful devotionals. It is in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Merry Christmas, friends.